0: Hello and welcome to this edition of CFCP's On Air. Hello and welcome to the Centre for Creative Practices podcast On Air. In this episode, we look at the New Voices of Ireland Series 8 Against the Odds Open Studios. We have Guest Director of the Arts Council, Maureen Keneally, artist Leah Mockin, Imogen Blue-Hinosa, and Zara Khan. Our first guest this evening is Director of the Arts Council Maureen Keneally. Maureen very kindly opened the New Voices of Ireland Series 8 for us and let's have a listen to what she had to say about not only the work that CFCP does but also how New Voices of Ireland and the migrant artists fit into the Arts Council's remit.
1: Talk to you a little bit about some of the policies that we're developing and just some thoughts I had And you very kindly in your introduction, Monica, mentioned that I worked with Poetry Ireland. So that was my immediate job before I joined the Arts Council. And in that role, as you can imagine, I was very lucky to be surrounded by the finest lines of poetry. I regarded it as a huge privilege that every single day I had these wonderful words humming in my head. And as I walked to work in Parnell Square, which is one of the most culturally diverse areas of Ireland, one of my favourite lines became Walt Whitman's line, I contain multitudes, it became for me a signature phrase which expressed the excitement of living and working in such a brilliantly changing landscape, one that's full of new ideas, and new behaviours. And just as each of us unique individuals contain multitudes so too does our society contain multitudes. And this was just fizzing inside my head as I thought about the potential for the arts in Ireland and thought that where we all stand now is a remarkably exciting time and that we have a huge opportunity ahead of us. At the Arts Council, my colleagues, my colleagues and I want to truly reflect the life experiences of absolutely everybody who lives in Ireland. And right now I know that there are life experiences that we will never get to hear or see because people do not feel they have the right to have their voices heard or expressed. And it strikes me again and again, as it does my colleagues, how much we're all missing out on because of that gap. There's a line from an Ender walsh play, The Walworth farce, which says, what are we if not our stories? And essentially, as you probably I hope will agree with me, all art forms are essentially forms of storytelling. And if we wish to tell the story of Ireland, accurately in 2021, on a very deep level, we need to involve a far wider range of voices. And all the very many peculiar and new challenges that we face in this year can only fully be faced by using the widest possible diversity of mindsets. That's the only way we're really going to move on with our society. I was reading your your artist statements, just struck by this short excerpt from Zara's, which said, In my art, I like to make art which explores the conflict, confusion and rewards that come from being part of a multi-ethnic and diverse background. And you talk about holding a mirror up to the strain and guilt that sometimes comes from this experience. And I know, I think that we all look forward to a time when our society will not be responsible for creating those feelings of strain and guilt and where we'll all actively work to create a better, fairer country for us all. At the Arts Council, we're committed to making sure the arts world opens its doors wide to new voices and new forms. So again, that's why we're so delighted to support the work of the Centre for Creative Practices. I know you're working really hard to support the development of artists and particularly to facilitate and bring forward new voices and new practices and new forms. And in doing so, you're shortening the journey it takes for us to to hear and access those new voices, which we might even have missed altogether if you weren't responsible for bringing them forward. So that is an extremely vital act that you do. I know that we'd be all the poorer artistically and as a society if you were not there unearthing and bringing forward those voices. I strongly believe that the aftermath of the pandemic will empower us to shape our collective futures together to a far, far greater extent. Many, many vulnerabilities and strengths have been exposed and continue to be exposed throughout the, the pandemic. But I honestly believe that the power of artistic expression will be an enormous help to all of us and will make us collaborate together to a far, far greater degree.
0: That was Maureen Keneally talking to Monica at the opening of the New Voices of Ireland Series 8. Moving on, I'd like to introduce you to some of the artists that took part in session one. We have Leah Moken, Image Imogen Blue Hinosa, and Zara Khan.
2: Focus that we have with the Centre for Creative Practices on migrant artists. And how does that sort of resonate with you, obviously, um, being sort of not to be transit migrants in some respects, but also like us being migrants in the foreign country. Is there a benefit in having an organization that focuses on migrants precisely?
3: Yeah, you know, I think it's great to have uh, this resource, especially targeted to such a such an important diverse community, especially in Ireland. Um, and, and, you know, I see it in Dublin. Um, it's it's nice to see that there's something that's specifically there to support migrant. Migrants, because there's so many other things living in this country that you know are not supportive, um and especially at a time now where you know art is so political, I think it's really important to engage the communities that are yeah. actively um, engaging with current politics and you know the struggle of being a migrant in a in a new space, trying to make a name for yourself or trying to you know start a new life or um, continue your life by whatever means are, are, are necessary, especially with you know what's given, what, what is available to us. There, there are certain loopholes that we have to jump through as, as migrant artists. Um, but it's great to have this resource, um, especially to be able to, to be put in touch with other migrant artists as well, because it's not like we all hang out together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're not easily accessible to each other. So it, it was really nice to see the diversity of of people who are working um as artists in this space.
2: Leah, I mean, coming to you obviously, um, would you sort of have similar views or something slightly different?
4: Uh well, uh from um uh from my experience I can say that the support offered by CFCP uh, was amazing. Uh, I was included in the last series as well, and we organized uh, an exhibition and you guys offer uh, me and other artists uh, included in, the, uh, in this project the possibility of uh, showcasing our work um, uh, in a physical exhibition, which was included in Culture Night, which gave us an exposure we could have not uh, gained otherwise. And on top of uh, that uh, support, I was offered um, mentoring session, you know, one to one with uh, Monica and uh, another well known artist, um, uh, Nicola, uh, and I think that that ha- really helped me to uh, move my my art to a next uh, layer, you know, to present my work in a much more professional way. Now, for me as a migrant artist, it was very hard to feel included, to, to feel that I'm, I'm part of the Irish uh, art scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I always felt I, I I could not belong in any other art circles because I had this prejudice that I'm, I'm not a na- native speaker and I felt like people don't really have the the patience to listen to me when I try to express my, my, my opinion because it takes me more time to get my message across. So being part of this uh, migrant community really helped me to, to find my own place here.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you feel in some respects though that this notion of the collective of migrant artists Uh, actually ghettoizes migrants in some respects and actually is more of a multicultural idea rather than say, an intercultural idea
3: you know yes i i i have i take issue with um it's such a complicated thing really um Mm -hmm. i think as someone who's trans as well it's like we're we're so used to being um collapsed into an identity politic um And used for tokenis- to- tokenistic reasons or you know clout for from different institutions um and i think that that's a hard line to sort of toe i think that the 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 way that it's done is definitely gosh it's such a compliment i could talk about this for hours like <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> I'm, just to, I'm just trying to like clarify mm-hmm. um i mm-hmm. mean, I mean It's always within our power to decide, you know, where we draw the line and how we, how we, you know, not tell ourselves, but how we talk about ourselves as artists. And I think, I think, yeah, to, to, to collapse an identity into a, a little tiny box and, and sort of make check marks around, you know, whether something is, uh, I guess totalitarian about our identity and then used as, as a way to sort of create either commerce or, um,
2: the exploitation you know, in product. some respects. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. And, and so it, it's a bit, it's a bit difficult cause it's, it's definitely something that we're aware of, right? Or it's, it's something I'm aware of. I'll talk, I'll speak for myself. but something I'm de- definitely aware of, especially as a trans artist of color. <laughs> um, it's definitely something people capitalize on or attempt to capitalize on. So on the opposite side of that, there I am playing the game, trying to, you know, get money, (laughs) make money and make a living and, um, and hopefully change some of these things that are, uh, sort of a mess in the art world. You know, I've lived in so many places, um, and it definitely shifts and changes a a way around the way that people engage with the work and, or how people sort of value the work. I think, America is very identity politic driven it's very focused on the self, but I think that culturally that's that's very american um, whereas you know it shifts and changes depending on where you're at and in Ireland, you know I can't say that I felt tokenized um because I did most of my work with a four sounds prior to this function mm-hmm. um, and I actually think that the community that I experienced in in Dublin, especially the trans community was very engaged uh, in terms of the word community. Um, they really care about each other. There's a lot of great resources available um, for trans women and trans people. Um, and I found that there was like a, a a great effort by those communities to engage with each other. Whereas perhaps in other countries and other communities, they, they feel quite desperate or not desperate, disparate um, mm-hmm. or separated. And so, um that feels very different um so maybe it's a bit complicated i feel like with the institution quote unquote <laughs> yep. um bigger institutions you definitely feel that that sort of minimizing of of identity politics now with creative uh, center for creative practice i think i i don't feel like it was i didn't feel like it was maximizing on my identity because you know i'm surrounded by all these artists Um, and I, I just feel like, I feel like we were just being very honest with each other about what we wanted to do. I mean, we weren't even necessarily all making work about our identity.
1: Um, yeah.
2: -hmm.
3: yeah. I'm sorry. That was really kind of hit every branch on the way down.
2: (laughs) You're fine because I mean, obviously this idea of exploitation, um, I mean, it, it comes out in some of the work and some of the bits that you've been talking about, and that's bits we'll hopefully touch on later. But yes, there, there is an idea, this, this idea of commercialism, if you like, capitalism, where we need to make money to, in, but to move forward, if you want, um, not just to pay rent and bills, but to, to have a greater impact. But where does this idea of sort of help uh, versus exploitation come in? And how do you tread that fine line um, I mean, Leia, obviously, like, you coming from Romania uh, to Ireland. Um, how has that transition been for you, this idea of sort of the self, if you like? Um, is the self freer in Romania or is the self being freer in Ireland?
4: Well, I can say that uh, for me, relocation to to Ireland was the 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 growth of my artistic persona so uh, I was always you know uh, driven uh, towards the the art area but unfortunately back at home we did not have the 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 support we we needed in order co- to to grow and develop over there we had uh, I had uh, as uh, my main focus uh, f- to to find a job to to finish my degree, to um, to uh, 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 gain a master's degree in finance and capital markets, only to to have a job which can support me as a person. So while I was working a full time job in the banking sector and I was doing my degrees uh, on the side, I did not have any time to to allocate towards my art so basically since i moved here and i decided to uh, to allocate my time into the arts i've uh, started to grow as an artist and i can say that the cfcp was like my home it's the place where i feel safe and i feel like i have the, the resources i needed in order to really understand the the art scene and uh, understand how i can uh, grow my art and uh, take it to the next level
2: mm-hmm. i mean talking about this idea of taking your art to the next level and again imaging with you, yourself here as well it's um you you mentioned about the support say of the trans community and there you were mentioning about the support of cfcp if you want um would it be that you would go to your own particular groups to get more support or would you like to be in a situation where it didn't necessarily matter where you came from or what gender you were were at, if you want, Um, but it was a total inclusion. So you went to a specific organization that dealt with visual art, that dealt with video, that dealt with photography, that dealt with music, rather than having to have an intermediary organization there that because of the way that things have been ghettoized or as you were saying even in Imogen about this idea of exploitation, if you want, Um, it's something that Zara has, is this idea of conflict and confusion, if you like. what would have been better or what is better for you?
3: I think, you know, I'm really proud of being a trans person and, and my identity is a Latinx woman, but <laughs> I also think that there's, um, or not, but, but this idea of, um, you know, just being valued for being an artist is, is what's important to me. I, I you know I can smell bullshit from five minutes you know for five miles away, and mm-hmm. I'm quite used to to have to having to navigate you know the sort of tokenism that that comes at me. you know I get emails all the time, "Oh, we'd love to have you speak or we'd love to have uh this that or whatever to to speak about the trans community and uh, or do this, and there's no um there's either no um honorarium or there's no um, there's not really ever an opportunity presented to engage my community, really. Mm-hmm. It's more about me doing free educational work for them, yeah. Um And it's not my job to educate people. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm happy to make it my job at a premium. Um, okay. I will invoice somebody to educate them, but <laughs> but you're not going to be doing something for free. Um, I, you know, I've 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 been working as an artist now professionally for over ten years, and at this point, you know, you sort of learn to how to how to navigate these sorts of treacherous waters um but i think it is getting better slowly um though i, I find also that you know you sort of find that you gravitate and your work pulls people that that you know value you as an artist for who you are and and what you do regardless of your identity my work mm-hmm. is heavily steeped within you know the trans community but um not all my work is about transness um just because I'm trans doesn't mean all my work is trans art. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's really multifaceted and it's a bit complicated, especially when we start to talk about commercial galleries and bigger institutions, um, like Emma or, you know, these larger spaces with a lot of funding and, and yet no real representation of, um, queer trans artists.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think just, just, quickly there from my perspective um, one thing you mentioned a lot there even in the last few seconds with this idea of a trans artist whereas yes trans is part of what comes out in the work but it's not necessarily because you are a trans artist it's you are an artist full stop um, the fact that the subject matter happens to be around an issue that you're passionate about um, and because of a form of identity that you're interested in bringing out then I mean in a work perspective that's that's really what should be critically important not as you were saying you're asked to speak because you're a trans artist um it's the, it's the fact that the work that you does that do that speaks for itself and i think this is something that i've always had a problem with even i mean the center we started back in 2009 And the idea really was that it was a space where people could come. It was a physical space uh, to interact with other artists uh, from other genres, from other locations. And really, it was this idea of building an intercultural hub rather than a multicultural hub or rather than a hub that was designated because you were a particular genre or you were sort of a a particular form of person. No, it was because we wanted people to come together. Irrespective of who you are, and I think this is something that certainly myself would like to develop further. Um, as I say, it was just interesting for you talking there, where you mentioning trans
0: a lot.
3: Sure, I think I think though also that it's important to recognize that this the separation of or or the identities and the politics that come with being someone who is of color and and you know a different gender. Um, there are lots of there's like a history of 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 you know rife politics and issues that you know unfortunately our communities are plagued with i mean the world is not perfect um right. and i think it is i think it's- it's hard because yes I should be valued as an artist um regardless of my identity but it is also equally important to find representation for artists who identify as trans who identify as latinx who you know who are black um Mm-hmm. this is something that we can't escape. Like it's it's very important. Um yes, it's imp- it, I should be liked for not being for for being an artist generally, but mm-hmm. at the same time it is incredibly important to see representation.
2: Mhm. Yeah. Leia, um what were your thoughts Not this is beyond from your perspective, your own personal perspective?
4: Well, for me, um, CFCP, it's a safe uh, place where you are accepted without being have to prove yourself. No, regardless of your background, your language, it's a place where they, they, they just accept you and they offer uh, the support you need without having to, to prove that you you belong to and this is very very important because sometimes in order to prove that we belong to a certain um community we we have to to make um, is there a word which is not coming to to me certain um anyway i've lost the words Mm
2: -hmm. you,
4: you get uh, you 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 get my idea. You you certain have you, certain times. You 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 are not yourself uh, on, only to to show other people that you belong in that certain group. So the 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 good thing about this organization is the fact that you no, know, it's a home for people who are not really at home in any other place.
2: Okay, hello. No, no. That's great. Um, I'd just like to move on through probably a bit more individual like uh, ideas but please feel free to comment as well. Um, Leia, you talk about um, that a lot of your work and is um, and this idea of umbilical cord specifically was a metamorphosis of the self. Uh, this is idea of a comparison between historical events, the historical event of what was happening in Romania as well as the historical event that was your birth as well uh could you just sort of expand on that idea as to the the notion behind it where it came from and where you see it developing in the future
4: uh yes i i really um believe that um uh our identity which we cannot claim uh, if we don't acknowledge our own roots uh It has to surface and through this project, I think that I'm tapping into into my my own roots and into my own story. You see, when we present uh, uh, in, in, in a new circle, for me, sometimes it's hard to say that. Uh, i'm coming from romania a place with uh, a lot of hardship and you know my my own history showed me that it's not exactly a place i want to to start the conversation about now talking about the the fact that growing up sometimes we did not have access to food and to to basic uh, treatment or you know during the communist uh, uh era we uh, everything was heavily rationalized so you know the food the water the electricity everything uh, was not readily available to me and to my family and this is a it's it's very very hard to to trying to explain to somebody who does not have that uh knowledge and Never uh, had to live through that uh, hardship conditions. So it's maybe a story that I would not choose to to present or to tell, um, you know, in an any other environment. Because sometimes I feel ashamed of my own roots. So when I was uh, talking about the, the identity and this transformation, I thought that it, it is time to. To tackle this subject, it's sometimes I felt it it's it's like an open wound, but I, I realized that in order to accept my own identity, I have to acknowledge my my own roots. So this was the the starting point of uh, of my my
2: my work here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Imogen, just picking up on that idea that layers brought there this this idea of identity and roots. I mean, uh, I can imagine that um texas is probably not the most tolerant state in the united states and how did that impact on the your your particular identity your particular roots
3: oh my goodness yeah you'd be very right um (laughs) well i think i think actually growing up in corpus christi definitely formed a lot of who i am today absolutely i mean performativity is everything um, and I, from a very young age, I learned how to blend in um, and how to sort of shapeshift to to be able to to self-care, to be able to protect myself from, um, you know, the world. Um, mm-hmm. But I was always trying to get out of that space. Like, I think even from, from when I was like seven years old, I was just like, I got to get the hell out of here. Um, and so, you know, I tried to pursue an art career because it was the only thing that I felt. I mean, I was a good kid in school. I almost went mm-hmm. pre-law and then I decided not to, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I felt like, you know, I've got to get out of here. And so my, my main goal was always trying to get into a college. And so I, I ended up getting into the Maryland Institute College of Art and um, I left, I left to Baltimore and, and, you know, from there, I just sort of <laughs> catapulted my way into overseas. Um but you know that experience definitely taught me a lot of things it's given me like a harder exterior and a deep understanding of who i was from a very young age because i grew up really quickly um mm-hmm. having to deal with all of this sort of um you know just the bullshit that comes with toxic masculinity um and yeah i guess it definitely i mean it always has like mccasic heritage also also really influences my work i think you can really see it in in the landscapes and the sublime and in, in some of my other work, there's definitely, you know, references to Catholicism, um, Mexican culture as well, reclamation of space, these sorts of things. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's there, even though it's not necessarily there in some respects, which I think is a similar to Leia's in in certainly in the idea of the video, because Leia, the previous work that I've seen of yours, uh, as you said, was in uh, a previous incarnation of New Voices in Ireland that was held for Culture Night in 2019, if I remember. This pandemic has sort of made us skip (laughs) a year in some respects. Um, Now, the notion there was a lot of it was a lot more 3D, a lot more tactile, uh, this idea of reusing materials. How did this Notion of two D. This video relate back to your sort of social the uh, uh, sustainable development goals and this idea of sort of reuse. Uh,
4: well, the the project I developed uh, for this uh, series it's actually um, formed of two parts. So the the first part of my project uh, is the the video um, presented yesterday uh and the second part of the the, the same project uh, will be an installation a uh, two two meter by two meter installation so uh which is this physical installation where i repurpose and upcycled um, a different uh, uh Traditional broideries, uh, which are uh, very old uh, and they are kept in my family. So, all this uh, handmade broidery, which nowadays uh, they sit at the back of a drawer, I decided to take it out and uh, um, create it and put it together in a large collage where I used old family photos and um, all the upcycled medical masks I wear uh, in in the isolation. So I tried to take the upcycled Waste, which are the medical mask and integrated with the traditional Romanian embroidery and family photographs co- to, to, to create this large installation uh, developed on the same concept of uh, identity, roots, uh, transformation, and uh, this constant uh, shift of self, uh, which we experiment as migrant artists. So I think that. Um, uh, the video art um, was a more challenging bit uh, than than uh, the the second part of my project because uh, video art was not my mainstream. I, as you mentioned it, I my 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 main area of work is the echo art, uh, where I try to work with physical objects which are. Uh, Discard it, and I try to to take them and incorporate it in a in a new dialogue, in a new body of work, which uh, has his whole soul of uh, creating um, this uh, this um, um, discourse on the environmental theme.
2: Mm-hmm. And is there any particular? SDGs that you're actually focusing on, um, and what sort of change are you hoping to affect with this? Uh,
4: well, first, I think that it's very important uh, for other artists uh, to see how can um, accept and uh, uh, claim back their own goods. and. Uh, to 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 show that our traditions uh, even if some some people consider them um, absolute and old uh, can be reintegrated in the the contemporary art dialogue so that was my my main reason for doing this art
2: mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Imogen, just sort of, again, I guess teasing that out a little bit, this idea of sort of layer, um, reusing work, and this idea of origin and roots, again, Um, one of the things you have down in your sort of artist statement is this idea of fantasy becoming reality. Uh, How realistic do you see, or did you see from your roots, uh, where you are now, to be where you are now?
3: I'm sorry can you can you repeat that last part how how yeah. what how,
2: how do you see well, your roots um have, this idea was was your roots when you were growing up was this idea of uh where you are now of this transition was it the fantasy and how did you see it becoming a reality and how does that right. in your work has that come out in your right. work right
3: right so i mean now my work, I mean, my whole practice is revolving around this sort of performance of the everyday and, and this idea of the fantasy or magical realism and, and how it integrates into day-to-day life. And I think, you know, it's funny to me that a lot of people just sort of, I mean, we live in this time where people are getting famous for being on TikTok or being on YouTube and, and being these, um, these uh, social media influencers or stars or whatever, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um. And the, it's so put on, like all of this is faked and, and created and, and, you know, it, it's personas being embodied for, for a camera. You know, it's literally performativity at its, its max. Um, but what people fail to realize is that all of the things that they're, they're sort of attributing to these people that they're looking up to or these people that they see, you know, celebrities, um, heroes, icons, these sorts of things, they have the ability to integrate those performances or they, they have the ability to, you know, ascend to, to that identity. Um, I really move from a space of being in, in uh, involved with, um, uh, ballroom culture, both ballroom culture and Kiki ballroom culture, mm-hmm. um, which I used to, I used to participate in balls. Um, and in, in ball culture, there's, there's something called realness and, um, you know, we walk categories to fit realness, um, and realness is just sort of, you know, the ability to, to pass or serve, um, serve some sort of identity in a passing way. You know, I might not be able to become a CEO because I don't have any money or training, but mm-hmm. if you give me the chance to dress like one, I could be one if I yeah. w- by 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 you know performance alone. Um, and I think that there's something really useful in that, especially for 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 people in my community where. You know, we're judged so much based on our identities and, and how we look and how we act. And I think there's something really powerful in that, in being able to refashion yourself again and again. Um And it definitely happens, you know, automatically. Like, everybody does this. When they wake up in the morning, they have a meeting. They're, they think about how they dress. How should I dress? Um, What should I wear? Um, Who am I today? So that way I can, you know, succeed in my day or who am I seeing it really affects the way that that you know a person changes themselves and I think I'm just sort of holding a magnifying lens over that action and and you know specifically with film thinking about how how film is a really great mechanic for um, unlocking um, playing with gender and and thinking about The mechanic of film as as a way to allow the audience to sort of transcend these barriers between communities, um, which is really important for me and has been always for me, I think, where where my fantasies lie. You know, I've always looked at film as a space of, um, you know, magical realism, you know, okay, this isn't a real story, but, um, or perhaps it is based on a real story, but the way that it's, it's being presented to me is, is allowing me to sort of, um, move outside of my own ego and understand what the character, who the character is and how they're feeling, um, or, you know, see this, this sort of majesty and, and what that person is. Um, I always had a thing for spy films. Uh, I mm-hmm. love a strong female, like spy film and I'm always mm-hmm.
2: like,
3: yeah, like I want to be a spy. Like, like today I'm a spy. <laughs> um, it's very that, um, I mean and why not you know i it's so it's it, it sounds silly, but actually I think it's really it's really um it's really empowering and and definitely it keeps you in this space of being able to to think additively um in surplus so instead of oh i don't I don't think that that's very me or I can't do that it it's more enabling it's it's like why can't I do something um and I definitely am someone who has done quite a bit of things in my life um mm-hmm. And so i feel a bit sometimes a bit unstoppable other times i think i still suffer from from the things that everyone does suffer from but um but yeah i think you know my work is really focused on on these things and, and these sort of mechanics and of performance and um performativity
2: yeah because i think you, you touched on one thing there this idea that yeah, you know, why can't you be a spy this this element of of fun as well um presenting or developing mm-hmm if you want, not necessarily just a serious persona, but the, the the fun persona as well, and the fun that shows through in the work. I mean, Leia, um, if I remember rightly from the bits that you, some of the bits I saw before, there was the the lady who was made out of um, uh, plastic bottles and reusable pr- plastic, and also the pictures that you had displayed on the wall. There, there was certainly with the, 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 it was the dancer, if I remember rightly. Um, I mean, she actually, was in some respects a serious figure because you're representing this idea of this recycle and reuse but also there's an element of fun as to what can we do with it how can we how can we explore this a bit more Um, am i right or would you disagree with that
4: yeah uh, you are totally right Uh, through my work i i tried to to create a discourse and to show that you know the things we we throw away can be be used and you know for artists i think that's a very valuable resource to 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 try to work with uh, materials which other people discard it and that, that's a challenge by, by itself because, you know, it's kind of easy to, to go to a, a, a supply store and buy the canvas, the you know, the clay and other materials which are traditionally uh, linked to art. But when you have to create an art piece only using discarded objects and, you know, waste, that's a little bit more challenging because... It has to be presented in a way uh, in which um, the the power of uh, concepts uh, has to be more important than the the. Um, Visual aspect of that work. So, in the more work you just mentioned, I was referencing um, Lot's wife and a very, very powerful uh, uh, biblical scene where she was uh, asked not to look behind her at the city of Gomorrah uh, 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 while it was um, uh, destroyed by, by God because of their. Of be, uh, because of their um, bad practices and very mm-hmm. very harmful lifestyle, so uh, through that series I was referencing to uh, at the carpet of waste which we uh, people leave behind us, and the fact that we have to acknowledge that our uh, own um, um, uh, actions have
2: consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that actually leads me on quite nicely, I think, to the last bit, because uh, just one last question really for the, both of you, because I was shocked. I have to say, Imogen, when I was reading through what you'd written about um, the amount of resentment that seems to be towards not only your community, but I guess also towards the work in some respects because of who you are, your, your own self. Um, the question i have is not so much um about the resentment itself but how can we build these bridges because Obviously, you mentioned film as being a medium and film is one great thing because we can use film to interrupt people. I mean, um, even if we forget about the cinema notion, but this idea of Netflix or Amazon Prime or something is some streaming method, we can actually interrupt what people see and give them a choice. Whereas a, a visual art exhibition, people have to be consciously made. to to go to an Ian, exhibition.
3: you're cutting out quite a bit. Oh, sorry. Is that better? Yeah. Hello.
2: Yeah. Imogen, can you yeah, hear
3: me? Yeah, that's better.
2: Yeah. Um it's to say it's this idea yeah, of re- I can hear you now. the resentment. And not necessarily with the resentment towards the, the work, if you like, but um how this sort of portrays you you mentioned about film um as being a medium that you like to use. And with film obviously we can interrupt people because we can show it on Netflix, we can show things on Amazon Prime, we don't need the cinema with a visual art exhibition, we need to sort of cajole people, if you want to actually go to an exhibition, and it might not be these type of people that actually would portray or go to the exhibition themselves. Um, the one thing that strikes me, I guess, is that we probably won't change these people's attitudes, but how do we keep going? And I'm guessing, Leia, from your perspective as well, what sort of resentment have you incurred um, with this idea of being a migrant? I mean. Being English in Ireland is a different story, um, so it's just interesting to see your perspectives on how that resentment has affected you.
4: Well, I like to believe that it uh, did not affect me. I like to believe that I'm above all these uh, small, you know, meaning uh, reactions of of other people. You know, that I like to to think that I. I rise above all, but the truth is that it hurts. You know, the fact that I did not uh, uh, allow me to feel uh, any negative uh, feedback, and you know, just focus on the positive feedback I've received does not make it um, easy. But I think it's the most uh, uh, healthier approach
3: I, I can take.
2: Mm-hmm. And Imogen.
3: Well, I think that the answer to that question lies within the ability to, to you know, change, change laws, change politics, change, you know, how, how people are treated. Um, mm-hmm. You know, right now in, in the UK, it's a terrible time for trans rights, mm-hmm. um, as well as here in America. Um, we're all struggling to, to just get our basic necessities taken care of. Um, people are dying um, in ridic- ridiculous 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 heinous crimes are happening um it's really hard to to be a part of of all this and we'll watch you know current politics play out um because it reminds us that you know unfortunately there are people in this world that think that our lives are worth less than theirs and and that's true for many people who fall into minority spaces not just trans trans people trans people unfortunately more so, I think, um, because mm-hmm. it plays out in these violence. Um, the I I don't think that I don't think that it's totally true that we won't change their minds. I think it's I think that there is, I think that it's difficult. I think it's a hard it's a hard thing to do. But I do think that we're slowly moving in the right direction, and I feel like. I feel like the the way that my work is trying to engage with that is is also playing with sort of um, other mechanics like music video and um, and things that you know sort of lure people in aesthetics that it's very that you know someone walks into into the film that we watched that I presented for this and they might not know um, that it's about transness immediately mm-hmm. um, and I kind of I kind of try to do that quite a bit with my work as well you know am sort of trying to dazzle the, the viewer into this space of of delivering them something that you know might be harsh might be real um but you know under this layer of 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 aesthetics um, of um you know beauty um because i feel like that's sort of how you get at at people these days i mean the things that really drive people's interests are are very particular um and I think you know other than that communities watching out for each other, getting support, making sure you pay your your artists making sure that you're supporting trans communities you're donating to funds um right now, I know dublin has a has a um, has a a squat that was recently vacated they were evicted um it was full of trans people, and now they're all homeless um so you know this is a very real thing that's happening right now. You know, our community mm-hmm. is being attacked. Um, and I think like you know, the very least that I can do, um, other than donating is, is to try and engage other communities to begin to help.
2: Yep no, that's, that's great. Um, so ladies, thank you very much indeed for your time. Uh, just before we do go, um, how can we get in contact with you if people want to sort of find out more about your work or to sort of engage with you a bit more?
3: Sure. Um, my email is readily available, imageandblue.studio at gmail.com. You can follow me along at inst- on Instagram at imageandblue. In underscore underscore um, there's two underscores there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you can check out my website at imageandblue.com.
2: And Leia.
4: Well, I think the easiest way to put it is uh, for the uh, li- uh, uh, listeners to go to my, my own website, leah. uh, leahmokan.com, and over there they will find all my contact details.
0: So that's it for this session of On Air. Thank you very much indeed to our guests today, Maureen Keneally, Lian Mokan, Imogen Blue hinosa and Zara Khan. If you want to find out more about the show, please go to our website, cfcp.ie or feel free to contact us on on air at (laughs) cfcp.ie